You are now listening to A Corporate Streets Presentation. Welcome to The Powercast. The Powercast. The Powercast. Welcome to the Corporate Streets Powercast. This is the podcast discussing the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene. And today you have Lean On Me, TJ. And this is Codependent, Codependent, Jaren. And this week we are talking about the 11th Law. Learn to keep people dependent on you. Jaren, please grace us with that translation, sir. No translation this week. This one was pretty self-explanatory. It was put into language that we all understand. Uh, So no translation this week. All right, that's cool. Well, I have some words from the OG. OG Robert Greene says, To maintain your independence, you must always be needed and wanted. The more you are relied on, the more freedom you have. Make people depend on you for their happiness and prosperity, and you will have nothing to fear. Never teach them enough so they can do without you. And what this makes me think of is that you need to separate yourself from others. If you appear to be the same value as everybody else, then they don't need to keep you. Because if I have five people that can do what you do, if I can pay those people less, or if, you know, I don't need you anymore, I don't have to keep you because I have five others to do what you do. So for that reason, you have to show and prove your worth and your value. And I believe that this fits many situations. So it's up to you to take this law and make it fit for your situation and figure out how you can separate yourself from others. Yeah. And I feel like um, I, this reminds me of this. Um, of do you. And that's the book by uh, Russell Simmons is a story he told about an intern that um, they worked so hard and they were just doing everything for everybody in the company and everybody mm-hmm. around the office. And he was just, you know, even though he wasn't being fra- uh, being being paid, he was still just doing like an excellent job in the office. So by the time his internship was over every department was fighting to get this guy on their team. Okay. Um, you know, most people in the inter- internship is over, they go on their way, but everybody wanted this guy, every department. So he was able to define his worth by um, just working super hard. You know, right. I'm sure he was a talented guy, but it wasn't necessarily a talent or a particular skill but it was more of his work ethic and him just making himself very valuable to everyone since he seemed to always just be there and come through for everybody gotcha so he made himself valuable by the intangibles that he knew the people he was working for was looking for so he was great at everything he did, and that allowed him to separate himself. Right. And that's the whole purpose of this law. And this reminds me of people in groups as well, like taking Ice Cube for N.W.A. Anybody that's seen Straight Outta Compton or just knows the story of N.W.A. as it was told or that it's as it's told. 
Ice Cube was writing everybody's lyrics in the group. And because of that, he wasn't he wasn't actually the star of the group, but he had the main voice in the group because they were all saying his words. And right. he was definitely irreplaceable. Once he left, that group was in shambles. And then that brings me to like a Dr. Dre as well, where he left NWA and went and helped start Death Row. And he was one of the best producers, one of the best talent finders that right. that label had. And once he left, that group was in shambles. He brought Snoop Dogg over. He made he made the music for himself. He made he produced music for Snoop. He also produced music for Tupac. And once he left, that death row was in shambles. It was in pieces. It wasn't the same. Right. So that shows how much value, say, a Dr. Dre had and the Ice Cube had. And you know what? It's really clear, too, who these people are because they're going to shine bright no matter what. You take Ice Cube. He went on after leaving N.W.A. and he made his own albums. And then he comes out and writes the, the story for Friday. And then you take like a Dr. Dre who left. He started his own label, Aftermath. He goes on to find... You know, after he found Snoop and then just left that situation, he goes on to find Eminem, which goes on to find uh, 50 Cent. And these are musical powerhouses. Who went and found Lloyd Banks. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, Lloyd Banks was just kind of like a leftover, you know, he was one of the childhood friends. He was was a ride along. He was a ride along. Put it there. Not a leftover. He was a ride along. They found game. Okay, yeah. And they found game. There you go. So, I mean, these are hip-hop powerhouses that, uh, so these people weren't hurting. They separated themselves, and they proved to be great with or without the group. So. And speaking of groups that were, um, I was thinking of a few groups who who had powerful people. Um, you know, they always have, they, all groups just seem to have, like, their head, like, the, the guy who you know is going to go solo now. Yep. I mean, that all started somewhere in one of the earlier ones was like The Temptations. Going okay. way back, The Temptations, they had um, David Ruffin. Yep. And David Ruffin was threatening to leave. And He made the group. Yeah. According to him, he was the group. He was the group. And so he finally left, but then they had Dennis Edwards in their back pocket, and then they went on to win a Grammy, and... Had you know, they still had really big success without David Ruffin. So, right. David Ruffin, even though his value was up there and they were kind of dependent on him because he was leading most of the songs, yep, he didn't, they, they hadn't quite peaked yet, and so he kind of played his card at the wrong moment. Mm. Um, somebody else that comes to mind is uh, somebody like New Edition. Like New Edition had uh, Bobby Brown. Yep, he made the group. If you leave it to him to say, he yeah. was the group. <laughs> but so Bobby, the second coming of David Ruffin, right? He was David Ruffin Jr. played it <laughs> played his cards too soon, and try and you know I mean he threatened to leave and they let him go, and they replaced him with I think Johnny Gill or one of my old cats they but he got replaced <laughs> right and they didn't need him 
Well, he went on to have his own successful uh, solo career too. Uh, that's that's questionable if it was necessarily successful. He 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 did have one, um, a couple of hits, but yeah, he had a couple of hits. You know. That's all you need, just a couple. As long yeah. as you have more than one, so you're not in the one hit wonder category. Now, say the Spice Girls. Spice Girls was a gang of them. Nobody knows all the Spice Girls. There was a big mega group, but if Posh Spice left. They could they could still continue without her. Definitely, nobody would miss her. <laughs> Dude, they can add me in there, and I, I mean, they wouldn't even nobody would nobody even, even notice. notice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they was like, no, I swear, the black guy, he was in there the whole time. The short black guy, he was in there. The Jackson Five. Now, yeah. once Michael no Jackson, Michael. Yeah, yeah, they they are finished. Now they can move. They can keep moving if they didn't have Marlon. You know, like nobody would even notice Marlon was in there. They would just yeah. plugged in another brother. They plugged Randy in, and nobody would ever know the difference. They actually lost a person. They did lose Jermaine for a bit, and they kept going. Right, right. <laughs> but once Michael Jackson said he was going solo and he's he's done with this this family stuff, they couldn't do nothing. Right. All they could do was just beg Michael Jackson. They're like, Michael, please, we need some right. money, bro. Like, just just show up for a couple need, of the shows. We need this stimulus package, please. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, one last one. Um, Destiny's Child. Oh, that's clear. They they actually lost They lost people. members. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Latoya Luckett left. Didn't hurt them one single bit. They actually got more successful after she was gone. Yep. So but when Beyonce wanted to do her own thing, she killed Destiny's Child indefinitely. The rest of them were tax write-offs, <laughs> and they just, that was just the right. end of them. She, yep, she that's claimed, unfortunate. She claimed Kelly and Michelle on her taxes after that, and that was just that. Because <laughs> they were her kids. <laughs> <laughs> so as the OG says, you need to be the only one that can do what you do, and Beyonce is definitely the epitome of being the only one that can do what she does. Michael Jackson. And Michael Jackson definitely was the only one. And for NSYNC, you know, for that era, Justin Timberlake was definitely key in that group. But not Bobby Brown or David Ruffin. Nah. They played their nah. card too. They 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 just weren't powerful enough to do that. Right. And and they thought that they were the only ones that can do what they do, but I mean, maybe they overshot their talent. I mean, yeah, Bobby Brown could sing and he can dance. Um, his replacement, I'm sure, couldn't dance as good as Bobby Brown, but maybe they didn't need a dancer. They just needed a right? singer. They, they just brought in a, a pure singer. <laughs> so, you know what? That's the thing you got to think about. While you're going at this law and you're trying to separate yourself from others, make sure it's something that, the, that, that they need, right? Right. I mean, if you're at work and you're trying to separate yourself from others because you're a yodeler, I don't think your job needs a yodeler. So just make sure however you're trying to separate yourself from everybody else that it's needed at the workplace or is needed in whatever your situation you're applying this law to. Definitely. So OG also talked about joining forces with the powerful. If you join forces with the powerful, he says it can be foolish because they will swallow you up. And the thought of this is scary to me. It's very key, but it's also scary because... If you get into something that's out of your league, you can get swallowed up. Think about this. If you're in the streets and you're dealing with powerful people, they can definitely put you in a bad predicament. 
And again, this is no different in business. If you start dealing with the powerhouses in business, if you aren't making those type of moves that the powerhouses make, you can lose in that game of chess really, really quick. I mean, whether they know the tax laws better than you or whether they know how to, you know, uh, take you to litigation and basically uh, just draw it out the long litigation process and and basically uh, take all your money from you because they're just extending litigation, extending litigation, dealing with any type of powerhouse, somebody that's really, really powerful. It can be a foolish move because if you're not equal in power, then they can swallow you. They can swallow you whole. So do you feel like, um, like in sports, do you feel like that this can potentially happen with the Golden State, like with Kevin Durant being there? I don't think so. Well, I've been watching their games, and Kevin Durant is an all-star in his own right. He's definitely a top five, maybe top three player in the NBA. So he's going to be able to hold his own on Golden State. He won't get swallowed up. Actually, he's been dropping like 30 points a game, too. <laughs> he's not getting swallowed up at all. Hmm. So do you feel like it could potentially happen anywhere else in the NBA, or has it happened, like with uh, – like what New York or with the Miami Heat situation or anything like uh, that. In those situations, those guys all got together and they were all they all made themselves special. Um, I guess you can kind of say it happened with the. Uh, oh, you know what? The Lakers situation when um, Kobe. when we had Kobe here yeah. and Dwight Howard came. Yeah. And so he tried to join forces with the powerhouse Lakers. Lakers is looking at Dwight Howard like, look, man, you're going to be the future of the team. Kobe is on his way out. But Kobe wasn't ready to be on his way out. So he kind of scared Dwight Howard off. He got swallowed in by the powerhouse of Kobe Bryant. He wasn't producing like he was expected to produce. He couldn't hack it. And it it ultimately left him to leave L.A. Get up out of here, bro. Get on out of here. <laughs> well, like I said, this isn't a sports show, but that's just something I was thinking of. Um, that, you know, that it could definitely easily happen, but with people getting swallowed up by powerhouses, uh-huh. um, I could see that definitely happen happening in sports. Yeah, Definitely. Another thing that the OG was talking about is that you need to seek out weak rulers and you can become their dependency or become their spine, right? Well, take the Dwight Howard situation. He came over to the most alpha male in the NBA. So he didn't seek out a weak ruler. He came over to a team where he thought he was going to be the guy, but there was a guy more alpha than him that took over. But the OG is recommending that when you do this, when you're trying to get this power, seek out a weak ruler. You can counteract their weaknesses, and then you have all the benefits of the power without the thorns of being the master. And I remember reading somewhere that, um, like in the animal world, that dogs normally don't, most dogs don't want to be like the alpha dog. No, none of the dogs want to be the pack leader, um, mm-hmm. or most dogs don't want to be. And I feel like that's the same with people. Right. I believe most people don't want to step up and lead a situation and be like the front man. 
Um, I know like a lot of the times where somebody's asking for a volunteer to do something, it's normally people are kind of like kind of waiting for somebody else to volunteer to do it. Right. It's yeah. uncomfortable to jump in there. You're right. And so and so um, I think that's kind of where um, OGRG is kind of hitting on about, you know, just kind of leading from afar because that's really easy to do. Just kind of sitting back, you know, while, you know, you while somebody else goes and sticks their neck out and they get they're getting all the, the criticism and everything. Um, but you kind of sit back, but and you kind of make the, the call the shots. You kind of, I've seen it where like people would sit there and kind of bully their their thoughts and opinions. Okay. Into, you know, in a situation where they're really not leading. Mm. but they still are this outspoken person. And it's like, okay, why didn't you choose to, you know, why didn't you volunteer to leave <laughs> if you got all this stuff to say? <laughs> Did that actually happen to us now that I think about it? <laughs> With our graduation <laughs> thing. Right, right. <laughs> With, well, our graduation, but our uh, class reunion. A class reunion, exactly. You know, um, so just a quick synopsis. Yeah. Uh, we, it was coming up on our 10-year uh high school reunion and nobody was setting anything up it was january of i guess january of 2010 yeah, right? yeah. so january of 2010 nobody had done anything so jaron myself and a couple other people said you know what we need one to get person. something together or one other person yes uh said we well, you know what we need to set something up we went to set everything up we came up with these fantastic ideas we was we was able to put everything out in the open we had gotten you know special accounts open specifically for the money tried to be very open to the people nobody had ideas transparent so we, there you go we were very transparent and everybody complained that they didn't have any input they didn't have any input they wanted all the input and wanted all the say on what should have happened and ultimately what it did was is created an uproar and we did not have an official uh there was a few people who got together and went to like <laughs> like a bowling alley or something went to a club afterwards but we didn't have an official 10-year reunion because we couldn't get it together we and didn't use the like, laws of power man we didn't we didn't use the laws properly well it's not like we didn't open it up to them but what happened was people you know we we stuck our necks out and then people started coming in with their opinions and their thoughts right. and you know, they were critical about the decisions we made. But somebody had to make them. Nobody else was. So we did exactly. step up and volunteer. But that kind of uh, um, backfired on us. It it did. And you know what? It kind of relates to the next thing that was very key of what the OG said. He says that the ultimate form of power is the power to get people to do as you wish. The best way to do this is to create a, a relationship of dependence. He also explains, do not be one to believe that the ultimate form of power is independence because power involves a relationship between people. And we thought we were pretty independent in making this plan for what the what the high school reunion was going to be. And that was not the best way to go about it, in a sense. I don't think we did anything wrong, but in the keys to power as the OG says that don't be the one that believes that power is just being independent because you need relationships between people to make your power work. You need somebody to be able to depend on. 
Right. And kind of proving the point I was just making about people not wanting to leave. Like personally, I didn't want to have to be the person to to do the you know lead the reunion. I felt like there was others who probably should have been doing it, but nobody ever stepped up to do it. Right. So, the type of person I am, I'm 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 gonna be like, well, I guess I'll do it, and. You know, there was just a conversation me and TJ was <laughs> were having, and we brought somebody else in to help us out, and eh, it didn't work. <laughs> yep, and it didn't work out. And you know what? Again, we thought that we were pretty independent. However, we didn't have anybody to delegate anything to. We didn't have any allies, really, that we were able to... We didn't have any allies that was able to reach the places that we couldn't reach. So... We didn't use our relationships good enough. We kind of just did it on our own the way that we saw fit. And I think it was a good idea. I really feel as though we were transparent and we did everything we could. However, our independence was our demise in that case. Well, 20 years so is coming you can up. Move. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. And you know what? 20 years, if nobody's doing anything... Using these laws of power, I guarantee we'll do it differently, and I guarantee that we'll be able to make it work this time. Because I, I truly believe we know what to do now. You, you um, would want to spearhead it again? I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it. I think what we did, I mean, if we even took the same ideas that we took from 2010 and did them in 2020, I think it would still be great. The problem was the delivery and understanding who we were dealing with. Right. And we didn't use the laws of power properly. Okay. We went the independent route. Yeah, so and next that time. was the wrong. So yeah. next time we'll go in armed with all 48 laws of power. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we should we should be able to do better this time. All right. I'm so, you. yep. So question. So uh, the OG talks about being irreplaceable, right? Okay. Question is, how do you become irreplaceable? So according to the OG, he says you must, you know, uh, hone your talent or skill so you can't be replaced and if you don't have a talent or skill that is unique you have to do something that appears to be irreplaceable so that's the way you have to make this work you either hone your talents or skills or if you don't have a special talent or skill you must make it appear that you do have a special talent or skill that makes you irreplaceable okay Uh, that reminds me of there was actually a nice story he told about this um this guy who claimed to be able to tell the future. And, uh-huh. <laughs> and, and he said, he predicted that this lady was going to die. And she died, you know, when he, when he said she would. But you know what like, he was talking about. But this, this king was like, all right, well, either you kill this lady or you actually can tell the future. Either right. way it goes, you got to die. And so... The king has set it up. He had arranged this meeting with this um, this fortune teller guy. I think they called him an astrologer is what they were calling him. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's, he, he set up a meeting and he told like his 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 goons like, OK, we're going to kill him tonight. And so you just stand outside the door and wait for my signal. And so the king got the got the fortune teller guy in the in the room and he wanted to ask him one last thing. And he says, okay, so since you can predict people's deaths, when are you going to die? <laughs> and the fortune teller says, I'm going to die three days before you. 
and uh, t- we, me and TJ, we had a laugh about this earlier. You, can, we both were thinking the same thing, you know. Like I'm sure the the king was like, you know, kind of waving the guys off. Like you could you could just tell like the goons were sitting outside the door looking in, and he probably like waved them off like, hey, like waiting for the cue. <laughs> and he was like, no, 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 back, wait, hold up, hold up, don't, don't, don't move. <laughs> and so and so what ended up happening is the the king then assigned all the best doctors. He gave the best food to this guy. Um, he made sure that he lived the best life ever. And it turned out that the guy even actually outlasted the king, which proved his uh, his 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 prophecy incorrect. But it showed that he was a master of uh, of this law. Right. And showed how much power he had with just manipulating these words and making sure the king had to depend on him because that was his life was <laughs> right. his life was on the line. So the king Man, he made look, he made himself irreplaceable. Yeah. Because if he died, then the king died. Yeah. And the king didn't want that, right? Yeah. One other thing that the OG said is that don't think that your master's dependence on you will make him love you. He may resent you or fear you. So that's a that's important to know as well. The person that's your boss, don't think just because they depend on you for all the answers that he or she loves you or needs you there. Well, they need you there, but they might not like that they need you there. Don't think don't mistake that that dependency for love. And actually, I think that's what happened with um, allegedly with Malcolm X uh-huh. that I, uh, I believe like uh, Elijah Muhammad got really um, dependent on him. Malcolm X is running around. He was the front man, you know, um, he was kind of outshining the master as well. You know, he was out, he was out, you know, telling everybody, you know, all his ideas and stuff and I think he became too powerful and so allegedly you know that that led to his assassination mm, okay and again I, I I guess you brought that up because just because you're out there and doing the master's work you know doing your boss's work making him look good don't think that just because he depends on you that he cares about you or he loves you. He might fear what you may become. Right. And ultimately assassinate you. Yeah. <laughs> Allegedly. Because we don't want the problems. Right, right. <laughs> I don't want I don't want the uh NOI at my door. Right. <laughs> so you got, and, rever- you got, say yeah. you got a reversal. Yep. True Robert Green fashion, there is a reversal. The OG says the weakness of making others depend on you. Is that you depend on them. Now, how deep is that? That's the weakness. If others depend on you, you depend on them. So if you try to surpass them, that means you have to get rid of them. And if you get rid of them, that drives you to be alone and independent. Isn't that a terrible cycle? You know what? That that actually reminds me of kind of a beehive. Not the beehive, but an r- actual beehive. Yeah, don't speak of the beehive. No. Like how the 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 worker bees all depend on the queen, yeah. But the queen depends on them. Mhm, mhm. So that's true. I, I think I think that's just kind of interesting. I think that's kind of the same thing. Another uh, way this law works in nature. I think that's happened a few times. It it does, and 
Just think about having complete control. The OG says that it's often pretty fruitless. And I see what he's saying, man, because think about what it takes to be number one. You got the target on your back. The competition is teaming up, getting ready for battle to try to beat you, right? And you want to strive for that independence, but you don't want to have that pressure of being the number one guy. So the way you work that out is you try to find you one of those leaders that are that need help in some kind of way and you counter their deficiencies where they're weak you make them strong right. so you you remain responsible for all the outcomes of the decisions that they make you get all the clout and all the credit in the background and the target won't be on your back and i guess that's all i need right there and you can close this thing out sir all right and so that is an, uh, another um corporate streets podcast and we'd like to thank you for joining us as always um if you have any questions if you want to reach out to us you can email us if you still use email um the email address is the corp the corporate streets with a z at gmail.com the corporate streets at gmail.com we are on twitter as um at corp streets you can find us on Facebook. Just search the corporate streets. We're the only ones out there. Because we're that original. And, <laughs> <laughs> and next week we have Law Twelve. Law Twelve is um use selective honesty and generosity to disarm your victim. All, All right. right. We definitely gotta get into that, explain that, because that sounds Shady. Yeah, it sounds a bit. It sounds like it's, it's a little deception there. So um, we will break that one down for you, as we always do. And um, also, uh, we've been failing to say this, but make sure you actually go out and buy uh, the Forty Eight Laws of Power by Robert Green, the OG Robert Green, OGRG. Make sure you buy this book. Um, we are just kind of just breaking it down, giving a, giving you our interpretation of it and our thoughts yep. of it. We love the book um, and we love talking about it. We want to talk about it. We want to share it with the world. And we want you to also support Robert Greene. Um, I'm sure he has a nice uh, house somewhere <laughs> that right that needs you know he's got a, he's got a he's got a uh, infinity pool somewhere that has to be uh maintained so you know by the book <laughs> <laughs> exactly and you know what i mean all you know all hail to robert green this guy's uh this is these are his words and we definitely try to give him the credit because the credit is due what we're doing is we're just interpreting it and making it easier to understand or making it entertaining to understand just a different flavor to it so you can listen to us and we're going to give you the best that we have but also robert green's book is a good read so go ahead and support that all right and this is the corporate streets podcast this is the podcast for people who said people want to see the temptations but you told them ain't nobody coming to see you otis Y'all begging me not to leave. And I refuse to let you go. <laughs> nobody want to see you. He told him that. He told him, Otis. Nobody want to see you, Otis. And then Otis put yeah. it in the movie. That was pretty, that was pretty big of him. <laughs> that was. <laughs> <laughs>
that was. But that's when you solidify in your space, man. That's how you know you solidified. He's like, yeah. Look at look at Otis and look at David. What happened? Hey, he got his Grammy. Otis got a Grammy. David didn't. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All I'll right. put that in. I'll put that in my movie. I got a Grammy. You don't. <laughs> and you did. I put that in the movie. And, right. and you did. <laughs> Whoa, dog. Whoa. <laughs> Take it easy. All right, y'all. Enrich your life, attain your goals. Thank you for listening to the Corporate Street, the Corporate Street, the Corporate Street, Powercast, 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 Powercast.